0: there. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to make sure that you know about three pretty cool changes I've made to my two signature e-courses, Marriage Methods for Women in Difficult Marriages and Heartbreak to Hope for Women Who Are Separated or Divorced. Change number one, you can now pay whatever you can afford for either of these courses. I don't want money to get in the way of your healing. Change number two, you can now decide between receiving the content weekly for 12 weeks or in a guidebook PDF upon purchase. And change number three, if you have a friend or family member in your life who is in a difficult marriage or going through a divorce, you can now give either of these courses as a gift. See, I told you these were cool changes. Check the links in the show notes to order today. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff, A, because I've been through a lot of it, B, because most of you have too, and C, because I believe that we have a God who provides so many tools to partner with us and our healing. And today I'm going to share a bit about the first step in the 12 steps of recovery. If you haven't already listened to my episode where I shared my background with Al-Anon, you might want to start there. It was the Mini Monday episode that aired on 5-23-2022. As I shared in that episode, one surprising aspect of Al-Anon was that they believe the best way for someone to recover from living with an addict is to go through the 12 steps themselves. So I'm not going to share the 12 steps of AA, though I know that they are really similar. I'm going to be using the language that is used in Al-Anon. And in case all of this is new to you, AA stands for Alcoholics Anonymous and is for people who struggle with an addiction to alcohol. And Al-Anon is for people who love someone or know someone who struggles with alcohol and it's affecting their lives. And Al-Anon is what I attended for about a year and a half, maybe 13, 14 or so years ago. And then I went back for another few months more recently when a new situation cropped up that was making my life very uncomfortable. So I thought I'd start by reading all 12 of the steps, but today we'll talk a little bit about step one. So here we go. Step one. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him, to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. Praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. These are from Al-Anon's 12 Steps, copyright 1996 by Al-Anon Family Group Headquarters. These words have come to mean so much to me. They were a beautiful way to press pause in my life, to gently help me take a look at my reality, and they helped me realize there were some things I could be doing better. They also reminded me that I wasn't alone. And as I said in the previous episode, I genuine, genuinely believe every adult could benefit from taking a few months to walk through the 12 steps. Okay, so today, let's take a look at step one. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Okay, I want to start with this because I want each one of you listening to get something out of this and to do that, you're going to need to realize that the steps are not just for alcoholics or people who know or love an alcoholic. You may not have an alcoholic in your life, but I would bet you have a person in your life who is difficult, who suffers with mental illness, who is mean to you who is addicted to other things, who has a lot of problems in their life, or who you feel responsible for, or you feel you need to help, or you feel you should help, or who you think you have the answers to their problems, and if only they would just listen to you and do what you suggest, their life would turn around. Or maybe you have someone you think about or worry about a lot. Am I right? Okay, replace that person's name with the word alcohol when I say step one again. Now, if you do not have a person like this in your life, okay, first of all, congratulations and thank God for that. And two, then replace the word alcohol with the word life. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over fill in the blank that our lives had become unmanageable. I want to reword this. I'm going to soften it up a bit so that it's more palpable and easier for you to swallow and believe. And I'm going to put it in the first person and in present tense. I admit that I am powerless over fill in the blank, that my life has become Somewhat unmanageable in some ways. Because honey, this is true for every person. We have zero control over a lot of life. Now, do we have agency over our choices and reactions and thoughts and words and actions and how we take care of ourselves and how we treat others? Yes, but there is a huge part of life that just sort of happens to us. What every other person in the entire world does and every other person in our lives, what they choose to do, we have zero control over. We are powerless over. Also, as I shared in the episode from May, I realized that I was not dependent on a substance, but I was codependent with a person. I was adding to the pain of our frustrating situation. And I was trying to control our lives. Let me just say something they say in Elanon, the three C's. We did not cause it. We cannot control it. We cannot cure it. Oh, but I was trying. I was trying. I wasn't addicted to a thing. But in retrospect, I was addicted to a person, and I was addicted to his pain, and I was addicted to fixing his addiction, and I was addicted to my pain, and I was addicted to our bad marriage, and I was addicted to trying to control and cure and fix all of it. And I had to finally admit that I was, in fact, powerless, over most of it. Let me define codependency. It is an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. This is a quote from Serenity, a companion for 12-step recovery, a book that I used to walk through the 12 steps, and I will put a link in the show notes. It's an excellent, excellent book. Um, It's actually part New Testament um, Gospels and Psalms and Proverbs, I believe. And it walks you through the 12 steps. So this is a quote from that book, Serenity. For codependence, control or the lack of it is central to every aspect of life. As we learn to admit our powerlessness over life and over others' lives, we embark upon the antidote for our control addiction. That is so good. It goes on to say, it's human nature to want to be and to believe that we are in complete control of our circumstances in our lives. But truly fortunate people come to a point in their lives when they realize this is definitely not possible and even no longer desirable. So let me ask you again, Is there any person or situation in your life that you feel this way about, this perhaps near obsession? If the answer is yes, first of all, it's okay, and I get it. And if the answer is yes, the steps can bring you some freedom. Now, I will just be scratching the surface in these episodes, so I highly recommend you pick up some of the books that I'm going to be listing. Or actually consider attending a 12-step group, which by the way, at least for Al-Anon, they have online meetings. Now, if the answer is no, if you do not have a person or situation in your life that sounds like anything that I'm referring to, then girl, like I said before, you be grateful. But let me ask a follow-up question. Whether you said yes or no to the last thing, let me ask you this. How is your life working for you? Are things across the board going well? That's great. Or maybe are there some messy things? Or does everything kind of feel messy? Are there any areas where you feel like your life has become unmanageable, unrecognizable, not at all what you were hoping or wanting it to be? Again, the 12 steps can be a beautiful, clean slate and fresh start for you no matter what you're going through. Let me also say you cannot force the healing work of the spirit. You cannot rush through the steps. You cannot make them happen or work for you, quote unquote. You cannot make recovery happen, which frankly can be maddening, especially if you have controlling tendencies like I do. There's not a checklist. It is not linear. It's a mystery, but I'm telling you, they work. As it also says in the book, Serenity, step one calls us to do less, to yield, to surrender, to let go. You know, basically the opposite of what many of us are used to or are comfortable with, but it's a really deeply meaningful and worthwhile journey I can tell you as someone who has done it, I've worked the steps through Al-Anon and with a mentor one-on-one, and these steps changed my life. They restored some sanity when my life was unmanageable, out of control, an utter mess. And just to be clear, in case you're concerned They are based on biblical principles. They are not woo-woo, new agey, look within yourself in a self-absorbed kind of way. They are in an effort to become more whole and holy, to become more of who God created you to be, to become more loving of God and yourself and the people he's placed in your life. And with every step you take to become more whole in your relationships with God and yourself, it is bound to influence each of your relationships for the better. Now, here's the thing. You may find that people in your life who are used to you a certain way, perhaps never saying no, perhaps always there to pick up the pieces, perhaps never even considering erecting even a gentle boundary. Okay, well, they might not love the changes at first, and that's okay. Because it's not about them. It's about you and it's about God. But they will come to respect the stronger and softer, healthier you, and it will affect your relationships, I promise. Jesus, our true shepherd, sees us and is moved with compassion by our weariness and our scattered hearts and minds and our attempts to fix everything. It says it in Matthew 9, 36, and he wants us to guide us back to where he wants us into a place of more peace and steadiness with our cooperation, with our humility, and with our acceptance of our reality. Okay, I'm going to post a ton of links in the show notes where you can find an Al-Anon group, a Celebrate Recovery group, A Therapist, along with where you can order the Al-Anon Daily Readers that I still read every morning with my quiet time. Courage to Change, One Day at a Time, Hope for Today. So I'll put links for those. I will put a link to the Serenity Bible 12-Step Recovery book that I shared from, along with a link to a quiz to help you determine if you might have some codependent traits And a link to my marriage methods and Heartbreak to Hope courses, if you want to go deeper in these kinds of circumstances in your life, if you're in a difficult marriage or if you're walking through a separation or divorce, if you have any questions that you'd like me to tackle on recovery, on the 12 steps, on the slogans, on relationships, anything, you can message me through the podcast. And as always, you can share this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast, you can support rate it, review it if you like it, which by the way, any or all would mean so much to me. And thank you to everyone who has done any of those. So sweet ones, all that to say in the middle of your recovery journey or in your journey to become more whole and more like Jesus, and more like who God wants you to be. You are the already unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is already so delighted with you. You came into this world, and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for, and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.